Today's show has been brought to you by Roberta's Pizza. Roberta'spizza.com. Hi, this is Joe Campanelli, the host of In the Drink. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Hello to all my English-speaking fans here on Arts and Seizures. Once again, I'm joined by El Zaremba, Peter Zaremba, sitting in the McGuire chair. What's up, Pete? In the Derwood Kirby guest <laughs> co-host chair. Happy to be here. I'm glad to see you. Are you going to mix us a new cocktail today, House? No, we're, go- we're, going- we're stepping back into uh, something more historic. We ha- we're drinking old fashions today. Ah, the boozy Wayback Machine. That's right. We're drinking old fashions. And how's this? Let's take a sip. This is a good man. Uh, old fashioned, I think. Um, with rye, right? Old fashioned. It's with made rye. with rye. Mm. And I see there's a brandy cherry in the orange twist. Old fashioned, old fashioned way the way Harold's dad used to. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, he came prepared with sound effects today. Jim Backus. <laughs> Telling us about old fashions. You know, is that Mr. Howell? Th- no, that's from It's a Mad, Mad, Mad World, <laughs> uh, where he mixes old fashions at like three. Th- 3,000 feet up. Right, on, on the airplane. In the airplane with Buddy Hackett and uh, Mickey Rooney. And uh, he mixes old fashions the old-fashioned way. And this old-fashioned was mixed right here by your favorite bartender. They're all my favorite bartenders here. <laughs> Everyone I've, got them tra- I've got them trained pretty well. It's, it has one of those nice <laughs> Luxardo. I don't, I don't want to be a shill for Luxardo maraschino cherries. But, but they're fucking awesome, dude. They're awesome. <laughs> and there's one right in here now. So, and that's the, the genuine original maraschino cherry. So let's. Uh, it's it's delicious. It, yeah. And Julie Tibbet, what are you drinking over there? I'm drinking a toddy. I have no maraschino cherries, and now I'm jealous. Well, it is subarctic outside today, so a toddy is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julie Tibbet is the author of Members Only: Secret Society, Sex, and Cults Exposed. Congratulations! This is an awesome book. Thank you. And um, I know Pete, Pete, as a cult figure yourself, you have many cult, questions. Cult band, and like uh, we were <laughs> before, we were talking that uh, yes, uh, Keith did have a members only jacket. In the 80s, so uh, yeah, you're you going to touch, is this a, a chapter on uh, <laughs> member, members-only jackets? No, but you know, if you if you search for the book on Amazon, sadly, a lot of members-only clothing comes up. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad that I didn't know they still sold I'm it. glad that you've outed your guitar player as a nerd. Okay, I've, <laughs> I've never had a members-only jacket. That was just like, wrong. Uh, but, With but a yeah. capital W and a capital G, just wrong. But he, no, but he's become, uh, ever, uh, since then, he has become the... the coolest of a cool is he the fashion icon of the he is girls? he's the most rock uh, looking guy in the band you know I'm, I'm usually mis- mistaken for some old bum uh, <laughs> just like, what? Derwood Kirby Derwood Kirby uh, <laughs> is an uncle or something so Julie I gotta tell you I'm really enjoying your book and um, I mean everyone wants to know about secret societies I've never I don't think I've ever been a member of a secret society I have to think about it maybe it's so secret that I don't even know myself you told me that you were a member of a secret society at the uh, oh, that's true. Uh, National the, the, Arts Club the National Arts Club well it was a, <laughs> I was married a, 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 a secret drinking society oh, well, I, I, 
Well, you're doing a gig there. Yeah, so. I am. I am on uh, it's very nice. uh, March 24th. Yeah, it's it's gorgeous yeah. place. I'm I'm gorgeous place. That's on uh, Gramercy Park for people uh, out here in uh, the greater Bushwick area. So do we have, do you have a favorite cult? I was thinking, which is my favorite cult? I mean, I, I, the greatest hits, um, Jonestown. I mean, Jim Jones is pretty big. Yeah. Big, big, as Joe Franklin would say. Bigger than big. Big, 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 big. <laughs> the late Joe. Um, the, I was a member of the cult of Joe, of course. <laughs> he had his own cult. Um, I mean, I like UFO cults. I got to say, I'm very fond of, uh, you know, like the, I just see the mothership coming and taking everybody away. <laughs> Well, maybe it'll happen someday, but uh, hopefully you'll get to bring an old-fashioned on, on board. Um, <laughs> but, but my favorites, I mean, I have some favorites in the book that I, I wasn't aware of before I, I did the research. But, um, you know, I have to say as a kid, um, I, I had a brief Manson obsession as as a lot of eighth grade seventh eighth graders do well I read, you know squeaky was always my favorite manson girl <laughs> i liked Mike, her too. who was your favorite manson oh, the manson girls what's your favorite man oh girl? man squeaky um, let, me, let me get back to you on that one uh, i'm gonna think about that for a second well my favorite manson girl hmm <laughs> <laughs> my uh my my sisters and i actually um we we reenacted the Tate LaBianca or not the, the we re- reenacted the Tate murder scene once when my mom was out of the house. Uh, we put on the white album and like wrote kill the pigs. Uh, kill we, the pigs. we wrote pigs on the door and Helter catch Skelter. up and you know had helter skelter blasting. I was Abigail Folger in a nightgown. Um, it it was it was pretty terrible. New Jersey is just a breeding ground for this kind of mania. <laughs> I don't know what was going on in Maspeth, but uh, no, nothing quite. But in New Jersey, we played Helter Skelter. Uh, luckily, since then, you've channeled this into like like putting out a book. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is, which is, and there and there's some there's some much more fun, light hearted sort of uh, groups. Oh, the, the, I mean, there's plenty of dark ones too, but there's also things like. Uh, the Magic Castle, the the you know the the club, that's, that's, private that's, club for magicians at, at, in California. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah, <laughs> not responsible for a swath of murder and, and blood. But you know, like, oddly, there is something very charismatic about Charles Manson. I mean, it's hard to deny. It's why people are so many people are you know follow him and why he is such a, a celebrity. I mean, it's uh, kind of awful to so, glorify you know uh, <laughs> a serial killer, though he actually never killed anybody himself. But um, you know, dune buggies and sex in the desert. I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's the future, dune buggies, right in the desert. Do you have? That's right. Do you have? A, do you have a favorite cult besides the flesh tones? Uh, the flesh tones have uh, kept me occupied for the past forty years. So, uh, oh, you know, I of course uh, I've dabbled in the you know Aleister Crowley's uh, Golden Dawn was mm-hmm. one of well, I was obsessed with a bit. Yeah, when I was they're, a they're in teenager. there. Teenager, they're in there. Yeah, so a nice picture of Aleister. Well, Aleister Crowley's an infinitely fascinating guy. I think. Um, Absolutely worth talking about. So many people know him, you know, because Jimmy Page was all about <laughs> Alistair Crowley, and he has a sort of reputation. He bought his house. And some house, yeah. that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, why don't you tell us about Alistair Crowley for those who uh, aren't initiated into the Golden Dawn, or at least the myth, myth of it? Sure. Um, well, sounds like Peter's more of an expert than I am. But, um, <laughs> Not too expert. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, 1800s. Um, Alistair was a oh gosh did he go to Cambridge? He, he did go to Cambridge and, and talks at length in his book about how it's superior to Oxford, <laughs> as all Cambridge men will say. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't know myself. 
uh, closeted homosexual. Well, not not really closeted. Yeah, I mean, he ended up marrying a woman, um, but uh, he was he was just really a, a shit stirrer his whole life. Uh, you're not really sure if he got involved in the things that he did uh, because he was really interested in them or believed in in magic or if he really just wanted to piss off <laughs> and uh, sort of raise the hackles of everyone well, he around was him. England's he, most evil man, no? Yeah, yeah, he was the most evil man in Britain. Um, I, he did things like, uh, well, first of all, he wrote he wrote several books that were were banned. What, uh, one of the, I have to say, one of those books is possibly the worst novel ever written, uh, called a, a Diary of a Drug Fiend. Really? Yes, and it serves as the template for John Fonte's Colossus of Destiny. The fake uh, book that he's writing in, I forget which novel. Because I thought his other novel was even worse than that. It's called Moonchild. Moonchild, that's pretty Moonchild. bad. That's, that's, that's even worse. But Diary of a Drug Fiend is sort of like this, oh, look, cocaine's great. If only you can keep it under control. It's wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can take it and go climb mountains. I think um, Crowley's interesting because I think he was a legit mystic. Um, I think he was very serious about it. He was certainly studied about it um, and understood the history of it. On the other hand, he was a complete charlatan who used his knowledge and his reputation <laughs> um, to stir drinks. I mean, to um, promote himself. Um, you know, he, he, I think he liked being the most evil man in Britain. But on the other hand, I do think that he probably was a genuine mystic and understood I don't things. think I could live up to it. Right, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, even, not in Britain. You're not even like the I'm baddest not, guy in Mastodon. Yeah, I'm so ma- ma- <laughs> mild, you know? <laughs> Could you be the, the evilest woman in uh, Jersey? Uh, no. Unlikely, no. right? No. You've well, since... Yeah, and, and certainly not on the Lower East Side. No. <laughs> what about you, Mike? I've got my eye on you. I don't know. Well, yeah. I'm good, bad, but not evil. <laughs> One thing Crowley did like to do was uh, imitate royalty. He'd you know, check into hotels and say, like, I am, you know... Egyptian prince or something, and um, uh, yeah, that, that was that was his thing. But uh, uh, and writing the roof to stairway to heaven. Oh no way! <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there's the Golden Dawn and the Illuminati. They still exist in some sort of form, right? Not the Golden Dawn. I mean, they they say that there's sort of independent Golden Dawn practitioners, but there's really no organized body for it anymore. I mean, except for that like racist um, uh, Golden Dawn. Uh, Political party in Greece, <laughs> but we that's completely Jimmy separate Page. thing. Mike, why don't you get Jimmy on? I, the show? I will. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, work, I'm working on it. Working? Uh, I'm working on it. Jimmy would know. Speaking of political parties, one thing I didn't know about is the Know Nothings, oh, yeah. um, which is a cult uh, that I knew uh, nothing about before I read your book, and they sound like a whole bunch of assholes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're basically the the tea the tea party of uh, of the 19th century. So um, yeah, they they're. Uh, the Order of the Star-Spangled Banner was what they were originally called. And then when people, they were basically nativists who did not want any immigrant businesses. Uh, they were just totally against immigrants. You had to be a male Protestant, uh, and, and your parents had to be born in America to be a part of this. And if you weren't, they, you know... You They're won't like learn you. much about them yeah. by watching Gangs of New York. <laughs> okay. I think that's a very... Is, is that Scorsese's worst movie? It, it, you know what? I, he's my favorite director in the whole world. But but he's yeah, made, he's made, yeah he's, that one's pretty... He's uh, misfired once or twice, That's a misfire, yeah. I wouldn't say it was his worst, though. His worst well, what's his worst? What's his worst? <laughs> what um, would you say? Oh, uh, what was the... Uh... There's, there's that... Uh... Come on, what Gangs of New York. Everybody was like playing movie stars. What was that? The... the um... Howard Hawks. Uh, Howard Hawks. 
Howard Hughes. That was pretty Howard bad. Hughes. Yeah. Howard Hughes. Sorry. Howard the Hughes. Aviator. The Howard Aviator. One. I want to stand yeah. up just as long as we're on the Scorsese topic for uh, Hugo as maybe his most underrated movie. I didn't. I, think really? he, I haven't even seen that. I think I mean, it, you know. I think it's got this reputation that it's a kids movie, and it's not. I mean, there are kids in it, but I just think it's just like. I mean, it's, it needs to be seen in 3D because you know it's Martin Scorsese 3D. Mm-hmm. And I was I was watching it again recently. I saw it in 3D, and I watched it again recently on TV, and I found myself reading about it. It costs as much to make as Titanic. I mean, that's the kind of budget uh, they really? had to create the inside of this clock in 3D and whatnot. It, it's very beautiful. I, I wept like a baby. I'm going to see it. I, see I, it. I cried yeah. at least twice well, during that movie. Okay, but, uh, but since, you know, we were saying Scorsese's le- uh, worst movie, blah, 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 but we'll make it clear he's a national treasure. And very, <laughs> right. Not just Yeah, like, you don't want to discourage like, him from coming on your show like, someday. Like cult films, <laughs> like, you know, like, like John Waters or somebody. A cult. There you go, with John Waters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, there are all sorts but of cults. Have you seen uh, John Waters' uh, art show in I, Chelsea? I did see his most recent art show, and um, honestly, I felt it was kind of a hodgepodge of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's all very funny, and there's like kitsch content. It's very John Waters, and I guess this is what he does when he's like, you know, sort of padding around the house on a Sunday afternoon. He puts together these things. He had um, the little kids reading the script from Pink Flamingos, yes, which yes. is which is terrific, though. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and that was really funny. You know, we can talk about cult figures too, in terms of divine and in the, and in. Uh, the movie Pink Flamingos, the cult of um, you know the world's filthiest people, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, I, the, what's the difference between a cult and a religion, Julie? Um, well, I think people's motivations to join them are very similar, but uh, you know, <laughs> I guess. Uh, if I it depends. To f- I mean, a lot of religions are are more, you know, publicly accepted, and some cults are not. Well, yeah, but- you somehow managed to avoid the largest cult of all, Christianity. <laughs> well, I mean, officially, well, they call themselves cults as well. Uh, it's just in this country, sometimes we use the term cult in a pejorative. Is that the... Uh- Am I doing a Leo Gorsi as <laughs> uh, a pejorative kind yeah. of sense, you know? Oh, yeah, well... Um, Cults can be good. They're not all, you know. Uh, How about the cult? The cult. <laughs> now you. Uh, <laughs> what's it, what is that guy's name? I can't remember. I can't Boys remember. don't cry. Is that the cult? No, that's oh, the cure. No, no, that's the cure. no, no. Oh, no. Is that the cure? The cult. The all cult? the C groups. <laughs> the C groups, right? Uh, the, the the cult is what's that song? She she, uh, uh, she I, saw, I, I, you got me. That was your era. That was like you know eighties MTV stuff. I should know that. We had, we had a cult <laughs> yeah. on the show. Well, I'll tell you what. You're listening in your members only. Because jacket. Arts and Seizures is quickly turning <laughs> in, into a, a variety show. Like it's like Merv Griffin. You look like Merv Griffin, in fact. I, I thought I looked more like Arthur. But, uh. <laughs> uh, I thought maybe we'd do a song. We could take a break I'd and come back with Julie. Um, you know, it's, anything goes here in Arts and Seizures. So, oh look, here's a guitar. <laughs> ah. So, all right. So we'll do we'll do a number. We're here with Julie Tibbet and Arts and Seizures. We're gonna do a little number. Then we're gonna take a break and come back and uh, uh, maybe talk a little about your visit to the Scientology Celebrity Center. Oh yeah, sure. Ooh, all the right. George Washington Masonic uh, Memorial in Alexandria, uh, Virginia. Talk about cults. Yeah. It's a fabulous <laughs> thing. <laughs> well, like my whiskey and I like my gin. Well, like cocaine, it's a goddamn sin. And I said, hey, hey, take a whiff on me. Well, cocaine is for horses, yeah, it ain't for men. Doctor says I'm dying, but I won't say when. And I said, hey, hey, take a whiff on me. 
Well, tell you, honey, yeah, it's mighty bad. Worst damn habit that I ever had. And I said, hey, hey, take a whiff on me. Well, I went down state, I went up Maine, looking for the fellow that sells the cocaine. And I said, hey, hey, take a whiff on me. Yeah, I went to my doctor, it ain't no joke. Sign on the winner says there ain't no dope. And I said, hey, hey, take a whiff on me. And ever since cocaine went out of style, I've been drinking old fashions, Pete, all the while. And I said, hey, hey, take a whip on me. And I said, hey, hey, take a whip on me. And I said, hey, hey. Take a whip on me. All right. Arts and seizures, let's take a break, Julie. I got this song queued up, especially for you. Listen to the booth. Hit it. My name is Brandon Hoy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super-duper-awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super-awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Hi, I'm Reggie Watts, and you're listening to HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Wow, can you dig it? The Roberta's uh, ad, the Roberta's bumper is almost as vicious as the germ song. Yeah, yeah, and and was that uh, was that your cocaine blues song? Was that a tribute to Aleister Crowley? <laughs> it might as well have been. Um, so, you, uh, speaking to Colt, so I did want to ask you about your visit to Scientology to the their big uh, mansion out in Hollywood, the Tom Cruise, uh, you know, the, the Celebrity the, Center, the, the house that uh, Cruise built. <laughs> yeah, are you sure uh, you want to talk about? Is, is well, this safe to talk about? You know, see, this is you the need thing. To, you need to get clear. We yeah. need to get you on the meters. <laughs> okay, you need to get clear and. You're not getting on the spaceship dressed like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, I didn't include Scientology in the book because they're so litigious. Because you were warned not to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, Cruz came to my house and and warned me personally. Um, uh, No, but uh, a few years ago, I was visiting some friends in L.A., and we had brunch at the Scientology Celebrity Center. They make a lovely frittata. (laughs) They do. Is living in Los Angeles a cult? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Almost, I think. I think everybody gets involved in in, in some version of a cult once they're there long enough. Worshiping at the altar of foe celebrity. 
Yeah, well... Golden calves of our day. It seems like a lot of people hang out at the Celebrity Center just for, like, the, uh, uh, you know, showbiz connections. My friends were not involved in this. We just went for a laugh. But, uh, you know, as we're finishing our brunch, this woman comes up to the table in this sort of stewardess-looking outfit. Which I love, because you need a good flight attendant to get make sure you get on the right spaceship <laughs> when the time comes. Uh, honestly, I'm not sure she'd be able to direct you to, to any spaceship. She didn't really know much. She was trying to give us this history of, of L. Ron Hubbard and was showing us, uh, you know, that we were in this hallway of, you know, sepia-toned photographs from his life. And she's like, oh, and, you know, he loved boating. Here are his yachts. And I was like, oh, you know, is that the one he stole? Right. And <laughs> Crowley liked yachts as well. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. I, I, you ever been on a yacht? It doesn't suck. Uh, no, I, no, I enjoy, I enjoy <laughs> yachting when, when necessary. But, so uh, so they, did you get on the e-meters? Did you uh, take the test and go through the hall? Uh, a friend of mine got on the e-meters, and, um, it, you know, it, she was telling us, like, you know, if you're a healthy person, the, the needle will, will hover right in the middle. And yeah, if I got on that thing, that thing would be nailed hard to yeah. the right. And <laughs> so, it, you know, of course, he got on it and oh held, held the... the uh, they look like soup cans, like metal... Um, Canisters, or I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, whatever kind of technology Elvron Hubbard came up with, it hasn't really, um, hasn't uh, uh, we progressed much. Up with it. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't progressed much from when he came up with it in the fifties. Uh, a really... couple of tin cans and a nine volt battery. Yeah, and, uh, and ridiculous this is like... looking machine. Yeah, and and my friend who did it, uh, you know, the the uh, meter went off to the side, and and the Scientologist. Uh, the stewardess says, well, you know, if you were a Scientologist, then the, me- the, the meter would have stayed right in the middle. And he said, well, you know, my, my father died recently. You know, it, you know, does your emotional health have anything to do with it? And she's like, no, well, you know, if you're a Scientologist, your emotional health is just always, you know, you're, you're just on the level all the time. I mean, does that sound fun to you, just having no emotions? Step for wives. It depends, right? Yeah. It yeah. depends. <laughs> then they, they ended up, uh, there was people there shopping in earnest for religion, which was the, probably the scariest part. But they take us to this back room, and there are these guys in suits who, who scoot into this, on the other side of a, a two-way mirror. So they're watching us watch a video Did you, was, of... I, I'm not, did they ask you to dis, disrobe or anything? Oh. With a two-way mirror? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not... <laughs> I don't think they do that in Scientology, but they, no. I mean, they probably would have asked us it's to go one, to it's rehab. One of, it's one of its main shortcomings. <laughs> you know, one, one thing about cults, and you know, um, you read about the Branch Davidians and, and a lot of people, and Jim Jones, I mean, it seems like you know, if I wanted to form a cult, because basically I just wanted to have sex with everyone at all times, how would I go about doing that? Well, you'd have to be much more charismatic. <laughs> now, wait a minute. What? 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 Since when is it okay for the guest to insult the host like that? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, You're saying I, you I, be, I, be, I couldn't be a cult leader. I'm, I'm gonna have to, I think you could. I, I think you already are. I'm getting a dune buggy. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting a dune buggy. Don't, I thought you already had one. And then some Kool-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Kool-Aid, actually. It was Flavor-Aid. I like grape Flavor-Aid, you know, as, as I know now. Mm-hmm. From, reading, mm-hmm. right. from reading your it, wonderful it book, which is cool, Members right? Only. Members Secret only. Society, Sex and Cults Exposed. We're talking to Julie uh, Tibbet. 
Um, yeah, I, I think I'd, I think I'd be a good cult leader. I beg, I beg to differ. I think I'd be a very good cult. You leader. already are. You got the glasses. You got the Jim Jones glasses. <laughs> I, well, not not quite. They're he, not he, was an, he was an aviator guy. He yeah, looked very seventies. Yeah. One thing about Jim Jones in those films, it definitely was very much of its time. Yeah. So what are the, what are there cults now that are happening that we should be aware of? Anything bubbling out there? I mean, every once in a while you read about something kooky, the UFO cult. Um, you know, end of days cult around the millennium. There seemed to be a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, you know. One of uh, one thing that I, I profiled in the book is well, there's this this club at Disney World called Club Thirty Three that uh, was you know for very very rich Disney fanatics and and VIPs. But there's this other thing that's happening at Disneyland um, that uh, there's these gangs, these sort of like punk looking gangs called like Disneyland social clubs oh. <laughs> and they, they hook up with each other on social media and they wear like gangs. This is in California. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah exactly. Well, that's where all the great cults come from. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Cambridge. <laughs> Cambridge. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they, uh, they, uh, you know, was- meet up at the parks and just kind of, you know, they're, they're called like the, the hidden Mickeys and they give themselves all these clever names, but they're wearing like these, this sort of motorcycle. Yeah. These are, and I guess that's basically, if you want to be a cult leader, what you look for is, uh, for people who have no lives and it sounds so (laughs) shrill, but a lot too much free time on their hands and, yeah, just Need, like people are looking for some kind of meaning. That's you know? right. It's okay. You want to belong to something, like a rock band, right? Uh, right? Yeah, more or less. Right? That's basically the sort of group identity thing that you guys have been working on for 40 years. It's 40 years. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get it right someday. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's cult-like enough for me. So uh, the Branch Davidians, they still exist, though, actually, right? Uh, f- yeah, there are a few degree. of them left. And they're a cult, uh, a Christian splinter group, I guess you could say. Well, they're part. They're a splinter group from Seventh Day Adventists, mm-hmm. and so seven, Seventh Day Adventists are um, they <laughs> they are particularly susceptible to um, you know false prophets because their religion um, says that they have to listen to any prophets who come along. So here comes David Koresh. Who's- I was always puzzled by like Seventh Day Adventists. I'm not. If anyone out there, you know, but it's like, what about the other six days? For a little kid, that's hard to. Uh, I heard on the sixth day God created Bruce. Oh, I read that on a bumper sticker in a jersey. Oh, I see. Well, you're from Jersey. <laughs> oh, yes, so. yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> this is a great book. Oh, well, okay, thank it's really, you. you know, yeah, yeah, it's fun. Really. And this is not your first book, though, um, because you, you are actually, um, I mean, this is the first book of, of its sort, but you've uh, ghostwritten some monkey books. Yes, yes, I have. Speaking of the cult of evolution, uh, yeah. Well, I, I've uh, I've written five Curious George books. Ah. And do you know that Curious George does not have a tail anymore in his in his current like animated incarnation? He runs around without a tail. He's a monkey. How does he keep his balance? Yeah, that's kind of. How does he hang up. from trees? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think Curious George is very. He's not really a great example for kids. He's very like irresponsible. The, the way they cleaned up Bazooka Joe. Talking about cults, right? The Bazooka Joe doesn't have a patch anymore. Really? Yeah, it took away his did, patch. And I like the fact that you know this because you still read the comics and the bubblegum. I, I, I love Bazooka Joe. I don't Joe. read the comics. I just read the fortune. Just There's a the little fortune. Bazooka Joe's fortune you at know, the this, bottom. The whole, everything's just going to shit. This is like the, the prizes and Cracker Jacks. We're having a long conversation uh, the other night. I mean, made you, out of paper you, you used to like get a box of Cracker Jacks. It'd be like a guitar amplifier, right, there, amplifier or something, you know, television, like, like you know, like a ham radio or something. Uh, and now it's like you know, like a little tattoo or something. But it used to be oh, like yeah. this hopelessly complex thing you'd have to construct. 
Yeah. Listen, you get better things in your cocktails. We <laughs> yeah. got these Luxardo uh, maraschino cherries in our cocktail. You are a member of the cult. The cult of Luxardo. So uh, where can we find you, Julian? Where can we find your book? Um, you can find my book on Amazon, or they're carrying it in, you know, BNN. And but be careful, because if you search stores. members only on Amazon, you, you might get <laughs> a jacket. jacket. You'll get yeah. the ja- actually, you will get the jacket. <laughs> Everyone the gets free the jacket, jacket with the book. <laughs> with the book. <laughs> That's false. And you're going to be at, uh, promoting the book at the National Arts Club? Yes, I will be doing a free event at the National Arts Club on Tuesday, March 24th, uh, around 8 o'clock. And, and you're on Facebook and the Twitter machine and all that? Yes, I am. So. All right. Arts and Seizures. That was Julie Tibbet. Her book is Members Only, Secret Society, Sex and Cults Exposed. Highly recommended. And please don't forget that Heritage Radio is member supported. So if you're listening to us on uh, your laptop or on someone else's laptop, uh, make sure you click uh, that button that says Donate, Be a Member, and keep us on the air. Pizza Rumble, you want to take us out with some blues? Yes, yes we will. You got a mark in the key of A, perhaps? Or do uh, you? What the do you key got? of A? I can do the key of A. I'm going to grab a, grab a A-harp. Yeah, I'm going to play gonna, some. I'm going to play the Arts and Seizures blues on the way out. What key are you playing? I wish we were like Carol Burnett and had... Uh, you know, Harvey Corman. Well, to that come too. Out and that all make us more funny. That, that, but, uh, that also. <laughs> but what key I'm are you so playing? glad we spend this time what together. What key are you playing, my friend? I'm playing blues an E. So an E. So I'll need an A. So you need an A. And this might. Right. No, let's call this the Myra, Myra Waldo Blues. Okay. Because in front of me, I let's have my that. favorite cookbook, the Around the World Cookbook, and she has which her you old, just happen to bring with you. I happen to have it because <laughs> it has her. Recipe for old-fashioned cocktails. All right, then. All right, for Pete Zaramba, for Julie Tibbet, for Liz in the Booth, this is Mike Edison on Arts and Seizures. We'll see you next week with another spectacular... Take us out, Pete. Six lumps of sugar. Six ducks. <laughs> dashes of bitters. Twelve ice cubes. <laughs> and twelve pieces of lemon peel. Then you gotta add six slices of orange and six maraschino cherries. Ugh. But you know what, Mike? Yeah, the babe. most important thing. Tell me, you know what the most important thing is, Mike? The ice. No, <laughs> the six large jiggers of rye. Six large jiggers of rye. This, this sounds like the jo- Jonestown version of it. And after you uh, dissolve that sugar and put it all together, what do you got, Mike? I think what you got, got the old fashioned blues. <laughs> what do you got, Mike? <laughs> I got a vat of cocktails. You got the old-fashioned blues. You got Myra Waldo's old-fashioned blues. All right. See you guys next week on Arts and Seizures. Thanks for listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.